This is the Big Small Business Show. Welcome back. Now, the South African government uh, reached an, a nearly 2 trillion rand mark in the 2019-2020 financial year, according to data published by Stat South Africa. Almost three quarters of small businesses, SMEs, don't do business with the government at any level whatsoever. To give you guidance on how to enter into this space, we welcome Natasha Zupal. She's Senior Executive Public Sector at SICA. Welcome. Thank you. Right, let's start talking about um, actually doing business with government. Um, <clears throat> and I'll pause there. If I wanted to start working with government, where do I start? How do I actually start my journey? Okay, I think your pause was correct. Mm. Uh, the first thing that uh, an SME would do is actually register on the central supplier da database. And I think the main reason for this is that this database actually keeps information of all suppliers who want to do business with government. So if you want to provide services to government, that's your starting point. Your second is the uh, e-tender portal. So the e-tender portal actually advertises all tenders that government has. Whether it's local, national, provincial, it also has state-owned entities there. So on, on that portal, on the, the um, uh, tender portal, is it a push portal? or uh, In other words, you put in some keywords and it sends you uh, tenders as they arrive, or do you have to actively go in and search? So you have both the options. Uh, it act you can actually get a report from there uh, indicating what tenders are on. But the other thing that the tender portal actually allows you to do is to actually see when a tender has been advertised, when it has been cancelled, when it has been awarded. It also provides you with documents, so tender documents, tender templates that you may need when actually uh, trying to get a tender. So let's go back to the central supplier database. If, if I go on there, uh, what, what documents am I, should I have ready before I actually start my journey? So there are specific compulsory documents that you will need. Uh, so you would need your tax information, uh, you need your company registration documents, uh, your contact details, your triple B certificate. Uh, and in terms of your contact details specifically, you need to have a valid email address. So if you don't have a valid email address, it actually rejects. The same with uh, a telephone number. If you don't have that, it actually rejects uh, the application. So, so coming back to um, the the documentation, and particularly around the uh, the tax uh, certificate, to say that you are um, up to date with the SARS, the period that 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 has to be valid for is it uh, last year's uh, tax clearance certificate, or is it this last six months? So it has to be valid upon you registering. I think if you go further, when you do apply for a tender at that point again, an entity or the institution, the state-owned uh, institution, will actually verify the validity, whether that uh, tax clearance is valid. So if it had expired, uh, you would no longer be able to uh, look, uh, look at that tender. Yeah, because what I've seen over the last couple of years is that your tax clearance certificate, you know, you could use the last year's one and it's becoming tighter and tighter. And then what, you know, you, you can start a process and then submit your tax clearance certificate and then they'll ask you for it again. Just how quickly 
does it take in order to get that from SARS? So it generally doesn't take long. Uh, the problem that we experience with government specifically is that if you look at a tender, uh, it can take three, four, five, six months. And in that period, your validity tax uh, uh, clearance certificate actually expires. So it may have been valid before, but after it expires. So at that point, once before they can actually award the bid, it has to be valid. So in some instances, government will request that you get a new tax clearance certificate. If they have to award the, the bid based on an expired one, it, it then goes to non-compliance and government. So that's something they wouldn't want to take yeah. uh, on. Yeah. And let's move to the BE certificate as well. Um, your BE certificate also has that, that possible issue if it crosses a financial year end. Yes, no, uh, BE certificates also, uh, if you look specifically for SMEs, uh, they no longer need BE certificates. That's specifically for your uh, EME, which is your exempt micro enterprises, and your uh, SMEs, which is your small qualifying enterprises. So those two don't need your BE certificates any longer. You just need to get a BE affidavit. Yeah. And that is signed by the Commission of Oaths. You can download the template from CIPC. Uh, that is also valid only for one year. So again, on an annual basis, you'll be required to get one. I think specifically for, uh, for EMEs and QSEs, and, yeah, QSEs yeah. specifically, uh, you would have to just indicate your turnover and your, um, your, your, your level of BE status, being your ownership. Yes. So let's come back to the question I've been dying to ask you is that we all know that government pl uh, pays late. Therefore, the pause up front. But what can we do in order to ensure that there's a lower probability of that happening? I think, you know, if we don't do business with governments, uh, we find that it, we actually shoot ourselves in the foot, like you did in your introduction, that government is one of the key uh, purchases. So the first thing you would need to do when looking at doing t uh, business with government is ensure that you are actually applying to a valid tender. I think you would find that there are a lot of fake tenders currently in South Africa. The second thing, you need to make sure your tax uh, is up to date so that is, uh, is available. And then the third is that the process that has been followed by government is a fair process. So it, it actually helps you in the long run where there are no non-compliances identified, which actually pauses the payment on your services provided. Natasha, that's uh, where we're going to have to leave it. Thanks for being on the Big Small Business Show. Um, that's it for today's show. Goodbye. And remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. The Big Small Business Show was proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. The Big Small Business Show was brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN.